Welcome to the Beyond Fitness Podcast with Mel and Bree. I'm Mel. And I'm Bree. And we're two moms on a mission to educate and empower others to take charge of their health by ditching the all or nothing mentality, leading by example, and living life without deprivation. Making improvements to your health doesn't have to be hard. And we want you to have the tools to teach your family that you can be healthy and enjoy life. Hello. Hey, girl. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh, I'm just super. (laughs) (laughs) What is this, day 923 of quarantine? Girl, I don't I don't even know what day of the week it is anymore. <laughs> I, 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 quit. I quit. I know. I, I know. Just, I'm just kind of go with the flow. Like I know it's trash day for us today. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I did stay on top of that. I um clearly I forgot to do some things today that I had planned and it's been one of those days where you know how sometimes you have like really good days and like everything's great. You eat well, you exercise, you did all the things. Um Today was not one of those days. <laughs> I um, somehow pulled something in my upper neck and back washing my face. Oh, no. So, yeah, that's a really special accomplishment I'm super proud of. Yeah, um, like, how did you manage that? <laughs> right. I don't, I don't, I don't even know, um, but I did. So that's awesome. I've had a lot of cake today. Oh, um, yeah. I saw that your girls made some some cakes. They um, did. They took they, like a cake decorating class yes, online. they did a virtual cake decorating class, which totally counts as home ec. Um, so, yay. Uh, but That's we've been, so awesome. Yeah, and they turned out super cute. Uh, they did. They did. They were little minions. Yes, thought- yes. And so we have been eating the cake. Um, no. Yeah, it's, you know, whatever. Anyway. It's one of the positive. Yeah. <laughs> one of the... Um, pros to uh, you know, doing home ec at home. Exactly, you eat all the things, and that see that's why I don't bake except for the holidays because <laughs> I'm one of those people, personal trainer, nutrition, whatever. If I have the stuff in the house, I'm going to eat it. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, you just have to not buy it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So anywho, <laughs> anywho. Well, how are, um, how are you guys doing? We're we're doing good. We're you know staying. Staying busy. Uh, the the little ones drain the heck out of me. Like go go go. You know, oh, yeah. um, Lily's now in a toddler bed, so she her sleep schedule's off, uh-huh. um, which means mommy's sleep schedule is off. But luckily, mm-hmm. Daddy's been able to help pitch in with that, so that's that's right. been really nice. Um, and she only comes and gets me a couple times. He stays upstairs. Uh, to kind of, you know, block her from coming downstairs <laughs> if, if he's awake when she comes downstairs. So otherwise she's trying to crawl in bed with me. And we have a, a rule that kids don't get in bed with us because we don't want them to get used to that. So right. walk her back upstairs, get her back in bed. And a lot of times she doesn't want to go back in bed. So, mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, so that that's always fun. And then in a couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to be potty training. So my life is going to oh. be oh, so much fun. <laughs> I'm going to send you some cake. <laughs> uh, I will eat the whole thing. Please don't. <laughs> I know, right? See, same. See, we're normal. We have the same problems as everybody else. I'm like, I, oh, I yeah. You Man, just have those days where you just oh, you need do. a release. And, and you do. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I turn to food. Sometimes yep. I just 
Like, you know, I totally get why they have that smash therapy. Oh, yeah. Because sometimes you just want to break stuff. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and you feel so much better. I know, right? Uh, so I have to tell you a really funny story really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, when you said, you know, y'all don't have the kids in the bed at night. And we're the same way. So ever since the girls were teeny tiny, you know, and could crawl out of their beds, they would come, of course, to us in the middle of the night with whatever. And I was the one that would always take them back to bed, no matter what, unless they were sick. Otherwise, it was take them straight back to bed because I'm like, mommy needs her sleep. Mommy mm-hmm. turns into scary mommy if she doesn't get her sleep. <laughs> right. So from the get go, they have been trained back to bed. If, if, I, if I go to mommy's side, mommy takes us back to bed. Well, if they go to daddy's side, daddy just pulls them into bed and goes right back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. So they are 10 and a half now. And you know who they wake up in the middle of the night if they need something? <laughs> daddy. Daddy. <No. laughs> daddy. Mommy gets to sleep. It's uh-huh. amazing. I have them trained so well. <laughs> yeah. See, daddy sleeps through anything. So daddy doesn't even, daddy doesn't even wake up. That's uh, why Daddy has to stay upstairs while uh-huh. we're going through all of this because he, you know, he'll he he's a night owl, so he'll oh, okay. stay up until okay. really late, and then he sleeps in the morning. Where I'm the opposite; I'm right. the early morning riser. Um, so if they come to mommy's side and mommy is dead tired, then yes, they come into bed with mommy because, like, especially if it's like. You know, I've been up, down, up, down, up, down with them. Right. But a lot of times if I'm going to lay down with them, I take them upstairs. In our media room, we have a sectional couch that actually makes a really comfy bed. And I'll take them up there so they're not getting the message that it's okay to sleep in mommy and daddy's bed. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's that's mommy and daddy's space. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and daddy, daddy does not like it at all. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) mommy's not too fond of it either. But daddy, he puts his foot down. So. Yeah. Yeah, you got to do what works for your family, right? Right. So wrong with that. All right. So are you ready to dig into today's topic? Yeah. So really wanted to dive in and talk about it. It can be a a very sensitive subject, but I've been seeing a lot of stuff on social media, a lot of disturbing things, and I just wanted to bring this subject to light. Um, Just I've with everything that's going on, I've been seeing a lot of posts where people are, you know, going into these depressions or struggling from high anxiety, you know, mm. over loss of a job or which, I mean, it's rightfully so. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, or their world's been turned upside down because they work from they work and, you know, their kids are at home with them and now they're having to work from home and having to dr- juggle work life and home life. Um, I have friends where their significant other is in the medical industry and they either have um, a loved one at home that is suffering from some kind of illness like um, asthma or diabetes or they have a, an older person living with them where their significant other has temporarily moved out of the house. So they don't mm-hmm. potentially bring something home. Um, so it's just, it breaks my heart every time I read one of these posts about people talking about how they're struggling internally 
um, you know, they're just, they're emotional and they don't know how to put one foot in front of the other. Their day-to-day lives have just been ripped apart and they're not, they're not sure where to go, what to do, how to essentially turn their world back right side up. Right. So I just thought it was really important that we address, you know, the issue of depression and anxiety and maybe, you know, share our stories and some helpful tips of, of things that, you know, could try to potentially give them some kind of sanity outside of just going to the doctor and getting prescribed medication. Um, Cause right now the last place you want to be is a doctor's office right? or the hospital. Sure. So um, I do want to talk a little bit about the statistics uh, and this, this actually really surprised me. So I got these statistics from the ADAA website, um, Anxiety and Depression Association of America. Now, these numbers are from 2019, um, so they're not the most current, but uh, at least give us an idea of what we're looking at. So anxiety disorders are the most common mental illness in the U.S., and it affects 40 million adults um, age 18 and older. So that's 18.1% of the U.S. population every year that it affects. So mm. it's not just like on a small scale. It, right. it affects, I mean, 18% might not sound like that much, but when you break it down to 40 million, that, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, now, based off of... Uh, these statistics, it does say that anxiety disorders are very treatable, yet only about 36.9% of those suffering receive treatment. Hmm. So, you know, a lot of people are going through this, but they either don't think to seek treatment, don't want to seek treatment, or maybe can't afford to seek treatment. Yeah. So it's, it's sad that less than half that are suffering are actually getting the help they need Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Um, Now, people with anxiety disorders are three to five times more likely to go to the doctor and six times more likely to be hospitalized for a psychiatric disorder than those who do not suffer from anxiety disorders. Mm. So next statistic said that people with anxiety disorder are three to five times more likely to go to the doctor and six times more likely to be hospitalized for psychiatric disorders than those who do, do not suffer from anxiety disorders. Mm. And then it also says that anxiety... I can't talk tonight. Okay, maybe, oh my goodness. Maybe you need cake. Like, right? <laughs> cake solves everything. Um... Anxiety disorders develop from a complex set of risk factors, including genetics, brain chemistry, personality, and life events. So, I mean, a lot of that makes sense. Um, Genetics, I guess I never really thought about that 
playing a huge factor in it. I mean, the, you know, the brain chemistry, because something's off, um, you know, chemical in your brain, of course, you know, you finding balance in your life can cause all kinds of problems. Um, personality and life events. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but I don't know. I just, I guess I never really thought about genetics playing. It makes sense. Yeah. I just never really gave that much thought. Right. Um, so it's not uncommon for someone with an anxiety disorder to also suffer from depression. I mean, we hear it a lot. Um, and the, site said that nearly one half of those diagnosed with depression are also diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. So these, I mean, again, these are all statistics from, um, anxiety and depression association. I take the kids back. You need vodka. Right. Um, so if you want to check out, any of this information, you can go to adaa.org and uh, read more about it. Yeah. But I just thought that was interesting information. I mean, I knew that it was an is- issue in the U.S. I just really didn't know it was that big of an issue. Well, it, and then especially, go ahead. I was just going to say, and it might even be bigger than that because imagine all of the cases or, you know, people um, that are that it where it's not reported oh yeah i mean i'm sure there's a whole other population of people that don't report it for whatever reason not that you have to call a testing center and say hey i have anxiety but you know what i mean like they're not being right for it or they're not seeking assistance for it and maybe they don't even know that's what they're they're struggling with you know yeah no i mean and you're exactly right they're could be a whole lot more but this is to me like the bottom line Mm -hmm. because this you know of the people that they've questioned researched treated like if the bottom line is 40 million and it's you know they haven't tested everybody who knows how much that number would go up oh yeah and especially now with everything that's going on oh, I with the coronavirus, I, yeah, that, that just, I, to wrap my brain around that, that's, yeah. Okay. So, um, thank you for sharing all of those statistics with me. And I'm sure, like you said, because of everything that's going on and then all of the unreported or untreated people, you know, these statistics are actually a lot higher than what we realize. And, I've shared a little bit with you um, about my struggle with depression after I had the mm-hmm. girls. Um, I, I don't know if it's, I still swear to this day, it's something to do with all of the medication and, and everything that we went through with fertility. And then just um, after I had them, there was all these pockets of time that I don't remember at all after I delivered them. Um And I never got that bonding time with my girls. I never, Mm -hmm. I always look at, you see those lovely birth stories and, you know, mommies and babies bonding. And um, that's something I don't have. And, you know, I can never get that back. But I mean, it is what it is. But 
I'm, I have no doubt that that is what led to part of my postpartum depression. And then obviously going from a family of two, just my husband and I, to a family of four overnight. Oh my goodness. I can't even imagine. Yeah, it's quite stressful. And I had very healthy, great babies. They slept through the night at like two months old. I mean, that's awesome. it, it was it was such a blessing, right? Um, God knew I couldn't handle anymore. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, so we were really blessed with super easy, healthy babies. I have a wonderful support system. I still do. My husband was involved in every aspect of everything. He's not one of those lame ass guys that thinks he has to babysit his own kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You guys suck, by the way, if that's you. (laughs) They're your kids. So um, anyway, but anyway, so two, they were about two, two and a half. And that's when I realized like things were not getting better. I was in a, not in a good place at all. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's things running through my head and, and it's just things that I would never wish upon anybody. Um, And it was so hard to wrap my brain around how could I feel like that when I have two beautiful, healthy little girls, a husband who loves me and puts up with me, who provides for our family. I have a wonderful support system. Like, how dare I? I don't have a right to feel like this, right? So I think I kind of just pushed it off for a long time. Um, And then finally, it all just came to a head. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. So I went to my doctor, you know, went down the normal route that, that we all do. And I did use, um, antidepressants for a while. I was on the lowest dose possible of what I did use, um, just to kind of take the edge off, so to speak, um, because I was starting to get into exercise and I was starting to do some other things for me, but it wasn't enough for me. Um, so I used those for a while and then properly weaned myself off with the help of my doctor, of course. Um, and then I was able to be okay after that, you know, through whether that was with a counselor or journaling, or I used exercise is really what helped pull me out of that depressive state that I was in. Mm -hmm. Um, and for me, I did have to complement that with a little bit of, you know, medicinal intervention And I think it's important for people to realize that while no, we don't, I don't think anybody wants to do that. Right. Like I I didn't set out to be like, I'm going to go get on drugs today because I don't get crazy anymore. It's not like that, but there's nothing wrong with doing that if that's what you need to do. But I think if you can get your brain around that, it's just, it's kind of a a crutch, if you will, or a stepping stone Mm -hmm. um, along with exercise, you know, taking care of what you're putting into your body, how are you treating your body, um, and those other things. And then hopefully the end goal, I mean, I think some people need to stay on them forever for whatever reason, and that's, that's okay. Um, for me, I was able to kind of cycle off. Um, and then I kept up with the exercise and, you know, improving my nutrition and, and I was okay after that. Um, But I also think it's important too that I I think it's important to know that you can kind of cycle in and out of those depressive times, right? And it and it doesn't mean like oh I'm just a depressed person. Life is not unicorns and rainbows, and (laughs) I know I'm sorry. 
Um, Lie to me. You sit on a sort of lies. Um, But it's, it's up and down. It's kind of like with marriage. And I think people don't really talk about this. There's times where we're like flying on cloud nine, everything's great. And then there's other times when you're just in the thick of raising kids and, you know, you're both burnt out or frustrated or, or you're in a rut and you're just like, um, I think you can get kind of like that with your, your mental state too. Does that Absolutely. make sense? I'm kind of rambling. Yes. No, 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 it does. And I want to touch on something that you had said earlier. You had said that, you know, you had these beautiful babies and a loving husband and you didn't have the right to feel the way you do. You absolutely, in my opinion, you absolutely do have the right because your world has just been turned upside down. Now I get what you're saying because I've thought the same thing too, but it's what you do with that time. Like, you know, allow yourself. And I learned this the hard way because I am so hard on myself. I always have been. And I learned from my experience that you're, you know, you need to allow yourself that grieving time, Mm -hmm. you know, grieving for the fact that your life has changed, that, you know, things are out of your control. Um, And then, you know, do what you need to do to fix it. And then, you know, you can get back to some kind of normalcy. Yeah. And then, you know, if you have those bouts up and down, then you're normal. Congratulations. Yeah, you made <laughs> <I> mean, it. <laughs> but I feel like in a lot of cases, um, mostly professionals um, in the medical field or people, people just don't know. But most cases, professionals in the medical field they're just too quickly to prescribe medicine oh, agree completely. and instead of being like hey try this or hey yeah. try that before we put you on these heavy doses of medication right. I mean you did it the right way you you know you found other things um to kind of help lessen it but it wasn't working so I feel like medication should be used as more of a last result except for in extreme cases where it's absolutely needed um and I can speak to that because of my situation where I was and they tried to put me on all these different kinds of medications and I just refused I mean when I so after I had, which I've talked about in previous podcasts, after I had my brain tumor and I had to learn how to walk all over again, they, well, during the surgery, and I don't know if I really touched on a whole lot, they cut my facial nerve. So one half of my face was not moving at all. Um, it looked like I had a stroke. Being 18 at the time, obviously that played a toll on me. You know, being an 18 year old female, I mean, one of the things we pride ourselves on is our yep. looks and, you know, we com- are always comparing ourselves to others. Um, so the fact that I couldn't go to the bathroom by myself, couldn't brush mm-hmm. my hair, you know, all of these things, um, it, of course, depression set in and it went through, it went through spurts. Yeah. Like I would have my high days and my low days. Um, or it, more like my high periods and my low periods, because I would go, you know, a, a, a decent amount of time before I would experience one or the other. 
And I constantly went through that when I was at the rehab hospital thinking, okay, I am probably one of the most able patients here. I know that I'm going to get up and walk again. I mean, my neighbor next to me, she was a pedestrian hit by a Mm. drunk driver in her 40s. And she she was never going to be able to walk again. I mean, she was completely paralyzed from the waist down. I mean, it was an awful situation. She had a daughter. Um, It was just awful. And I was like, how can I feel bad for myself when I know I'm going to get up and be able to walk? It's just going to take some time. When my neighbor, she's basically like bed or wheelchair ridden for the rest of her life. And 40 years still young. Uh, yeah, I'm just like a year and a couple of us away from that. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm writing that boat with you. Um, so, you know, I went through that too. And then as time went on, I, and I was so against taking any kind of medication because I, so I have a family member who struggled with mm-hmm. alcohol the majority of his life. And became dependent on it. And to me, alcohol is mm-hmm. just like a drug. Um, so, and then, of course, during my surgery, they had, you know, all these pain medicines and stuff. And I wouldn't take any of it. I refused to take it because I was so worried I was going to mm. become addicted. Just because I wasn't sure if addiction runs in my family. I mean, my, my I have actually a couple of family members who had struggled with alcohol mm. addiction. And um, one had passed away from it. And I just was so scared that I would become addicted to this medication. So I refused all the pain medicines as much as I could. And then I, there was no way I was going to be put on any type of antidepressant um, medication. Just I didn't want to become reliant on it um, because of my history. So... You know, time went on. I was still struggling, so struggling, trying to find different ways to deal with it. And then I was introduced to Pilates. And I swear, and I'm not just saying this um, because I teach it and that's one of the ways I make my living. It changed my life. I mean, it genuinely changed my life. I call it my my spirit exercise because <laughs> it's I know it's so ridiculous but I, I have this special bond with it because of the darkness it brought me yeah. out of and it just gave me a sense of purpose in Pilates we do a lot of breathing not it's not like yoga where it's like heavy meditation but that breathing really allowed me to focus on the the fitness, the work I was doing, the workout, um, and allowed me to – it's weird. I, I can't really explain it. But being able to focus with such clarity during my workouts just gave me a sense yeah. of relief. No, and I, I get that because that's what exercise was for me. Um you know, that's what ultimately pulled me out of my, my depression and don't mistake me and think that I'm 
I would never tell somebody because I used to have people tell this to me and it pissed me off. Well, you just need to exercise. You just need to get outside to get some sun or just go do this. Shut (laughs) up, Judy. That's not going to fix it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But if you can find that, that thing, that catalyst for you, that's going to help you get more movement in your life. I I think it's just finding something that you truly yeah. enjoy. Like I would never tell somebody that's struggling with depression and anxiety, you need to get up and exercise. You need to go run on a treadmill. And they right. hate running. Or, you know, I mean, to me, if you're gonna go run and you you're like, Oh yeah, I like running, you would go do it outside. Because it's right. fresh air, it's change of scenery, you're not just doing the same monotonous, well, you know, like over and, and, and let's over. Let's be honest, when you're truly depressed, the last thing you want to go do is go exercise. Honestly, you yeah. feel like crap, you don't want to do anything. Oh, for sure. You can you you don't even want to get off the damn no. couch. So you're telling me to go do <laughs> CrossFit or to go do some exercise or uh no. <laughs> yeah, your best friend at yeah, that time exactly. is Netflix. So, and I get it. You, I think the key thing with exercise, because exercise, I mean, it can do wonders for you. I mean, there really is this like euphoric feeling, um, while you're doing it. If it's something that you enjoy doing that can help really positively impact you know, the, the issues of depression, um, and anxiety, but it has to be something that you truly enjoy. I mean, if you, you know, if you, when you were in your younger days would go dancing with your friends, try taking a dance class or try YouTubing some dance workouts, maybe make it fun, like fun, funny, comical, maybe do like an eating workout. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what I was watching the other day. It was something on YouTube and this like random 80s workout came on and it was this, well, it was this woman. She was kind of, she bought a bunch of 80s workout videos and she was like, I'm going to do a week of 80s workouts. I'm just going to watch them and do the exercises for you guys. And there was this one where these men were in these like what are they called the unitards like it was just the one piece and they were like pelvic Mm. thrusting the floor and that was but it was you know it was entertaining to watch but honestly it was a good (laughs) workout I mean I could tell she was getting a good workout but you know it's just something uplifting fun funny you know and if you're doing it by yourself you're not going to feel stupid because there's nobody there watching you so but you just need to find something that you enjoy doing that can take your mind because exercise really can. So exercise is this, is a stressor. It's a stress, but it's an imposed stress. It's something that you intentionally do to yourself that actually helps to release um, other stress. Right. So it, by releasing certain chemicals in the body, So it's really important that you try to find something that you enjoy that gets you, you know, a little bit active. And I'm not just saying, I mean, you know what, if all you can do is go for a walk for like 10 minutes a day, 
great. Go for a walk for 10 minutes a day. Maybe next week you'll try 15 minutes. Maybe the week after that you'll try 20 minutes. Maybe the week after that you'll try a dance class. Who knows? But you got to start somewhere. Absolutely. What is it when you said um, it releases the endorphins? That made me think of, yeah, Mm -hmm. endorphins make you happy. And happy people don't kill people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. um, L. L. Wood, no, no. Uh, the lawyer, what a legally blonde, legally blonde. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. legally blonde. I don't. Yes. That's that's what I was thinking. I was picturing yeah. her, Happy but people I don't yeah. people. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and they don't. I mean, not, no, not, I mean, not on purpose. You might do something that makes them snap, <laughs> but you know. Anyway, okay, getting off track. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, by helping to release that stress, like. Studies have showed over and over again by exercising, it helps to potentially reduce stress, depression, anxiety, um, sleep. You sleep so much better. It helps your um, boost your memory, just your overall mood. I mean, it does so many different things. So, you know, before you necessarily jump to just going to the doctor and getting a prescription for a bunch of medicine that you may not need, try exercising. And then if you're like, okay, this is not working for me, um, then maybe, you know, next step would be to go see right. a specialist. I mean, you think of it this way too. Why not try the free things, all of the natural things first? And then, you know, if that's still not working, then then that's where medication should come into play. But I do, I do think we're right. finally starting to see a small shift um, with with Western medicine. At least I'm I'm hearing more and more doctors are starting to prescribe exercise for for their clients, for their, yes. clients, for their um, patients that patients you know are experiencing depression or anxiety. Um, so that's refreshing to hear that. Um, you know, I think you can just do a quick Google search and pull up the countless benefits of exercise. Um, and hopefully things keep moving in that direction. Yeah, I, I hope so. Um, and I've noticed that over the past, probably the past couple of years, I've noticed that doctors have kind of shifted away from just prescribing medication to, you know, recommending more natural remedies because, I mean, if you look at it, a lot of those medications have side effects, which are causing a whole other slew of problems and not fixing the actual issue. It's just putting a bandaid on. It's like putting a bandaid on a a broken And they, and there are still so many doctors that, that prescribe them so quickly. I've had a couple clients that have been struggling with some um, internal issues and it's it's leading to other things in any way. They've gone to several other doctors, and their doctor's like, "Oh, well, you're just depressed. Let me prescribe you an antidepressant." And they're like, "What? Well, I'm, but I'm not depressed. <laughs> um, like I'm actually okay. I'm just trying to figure out why you know X Y Z is happening. Um, I don't want to go into too much detail, and uh, but yeah. it, it still blows me away that some of them are still like, "Oh, you're sad, or oh, you've had a bad day, or." here, here's some drugs. Like, no, let's pull back a little bit. (laughs) Let's, let's reassess and see how we can 
try to work on this as naturally as possible. Um. And I honestly, I wish this was a thing. I think it needs to be. I wish they had like breathing mm. therapy because by concentrating on your breathing and really focusing on, you know, that aspect, it does so much. So when you hold your breath, your muscles tense up by taking in deep breaths that you're breathing in that oxygen and it's actually calming the muscles. It's causing them to relax. And of course, when we get, you know, anxious or even depressed, our muscles tense up depending on the situation. So by practicing that breathing, it really helps to calm the body and you're focusing on something other than, you know, what's stressing you out. You're having to block all of that by focusing on your, just like, you know, exercise, you're shifting your focus, breathing, same thing. Um, But I, I, and I still do this now. I do, you know, my kids are home. (laughs) I do this quite often, but like they stress me out because, you know, one's getting Mm -hmm. into this, another one's getting to that, another one's doing this, whatever. I just sit there and and they know too, because they, they see me just sit there and close my eyes and I just Mm -hmm. take a deep breath in and I exhale out and I do it like two or three times. And they know when they see mommy do that, because I make a face Mm -hmm. when I do it. They're like, okay, we need to leave mommy alone for a second. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or I just step back and like, you know, I go to the bathroom, I lock the door, I just take a couple deep breaths and then I feel so much better. We do a lot of, um, there's a specific breathing pattern that we do, that I do with my health coaching clients um, with the same purpose. It just kind of brings you back to present. It calms, calms down the, um, is it the parasympathetic nervous system? My mind just went totally blank. Uh, no, central yeah, nervous mind, system. No, yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah. central I'm nervous like, system. No, no. Um, yes, For yes, your yes. breathing. Um, it just calms everything down. Uh, so, yeah, there's there's some great things. Maybe we should do a uh, a video on that, too, on our on our page. Oh, I think that um, would be a great idea. You can do idea. one relating for your Pilates, and I can do one for, for the other stuff. But yeah. Anyhow. We do a lot. Yeah. We do a lot of deep breathing, focused breathing in Pilates. Um, and that's probably another reason why it helped me so much yeah. is, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a firm believer in the, so in Pilates, you okay. do diaphragmatic breathing, which basically you're just right. breathing from your diaphragm. That sounds very um, fancy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> But it's just basically, essentially, it's emptying out everything in the body and breathe, breathing in and out, letting the dirty right. air leave your lungs and allowing the clean air to come in. But it's that's not even the part that's the most important. The most important is the mm-hmm. focused breathing and just, you know, trying to breathe in from your diaphragm right. and out. Because, you know, you could do like, um, what do they call it? Not chest breathing, but basically where you're just, maybe it's lung. I, I can't remember what they call it, but breathing in just from your lungs. So the air just stays in your chest. Like it doesn't mm. go down any further. 
Well, that's not really right. doing a whole lot. Um, you really need to pull down lower and exhale out, inhale in. And again, this is something that I use a lot and I prefer. Um, we do it in the Pilates classes, but I do it on a regular basis because it works for me. It helps me with my stress levels or when I get anxious. Um, yeah. So we can definitely do a video and share all of this information. Yeah, for sure. And I'm going to be sharing I, a, um, I'm going to be doing a Facebook live soon. So people, if you're not following our Beyond Fitness Facebook page, you totally should. Because I'll be sharing some of my best um, stress busting tips in the next couple days. Um, that that will complement this rather well. And I'm actually doing, now that you mentioned it, I'm doing like a mini Pilates class on our page um, in the next couple days too. Awesome, sister. All right. Did you have anything else you wanted to add in? Other than, you know, right now we're going through tough times. Just know you're not alone. There's so many other people, you know, going through maybe not your exact situation, but something similar. Don't be afraid to reach out. I mean, reach out to loved ones um, or friends or heck, if you really just need somebody to vent to and talk to, feel free to send us a message. You know, I'm, I'm always willing to lend an ear. Um, the other one yeah. may have screaming children in it, but, <laughs> but, you know, just find somebody that you can talk to. Maybe you need to go see a professional, um, but don't just let right, the pot right. boil over. You can't let it consume you, which I know is easier said than done. And find, <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Um, but find something that can shift your focus right. in a positive way, like, you know, exercise or maybe take up, you know, an art class or, you know, there's tons of free stuff out there. I mean, you can look up um, pretty much anything on YouTube. Yeah. Um, It's funny because on Facebook today, uh, I was looking for a certain post. And are you familiar with the company Gymshark? Okay. So... Something and popped on my page and it said, oh, uh, workout time in a couple minutes. I'm like, what? Well, since uh, the coronavirus hit and the gyms have been closed, they have been broadcasting live workouts that, um, I don't know if it's their employees or what, but they have all different kinds. Like they let you know what hour it's doing it. Usually they'll do like three Mm -hmm. or four in a block. Um, and you can go to their page and look up the past workouts, but they have everything from um, strength training to um, cardio to Pilates to yoga. I mean, everything. And it's free. You just have to go to their page. So, you know, there's tons of free things out there. You just got to look for them. But if you Google it or go to YouTube, you can basically become <laughs> yeah. a makeup artist. <laughs> You can become like a, a, you know, a high level. Yeah, you can painter. do all the things um, for free. Yeah. You could do so many things. You could teach her so much, and it's something that's shifting your focus. So maybe you're not so 
worried about all the things right. that are going on in your life. Distraction is a good thing. <laughs> yes. Oh, all right, girlfriend. Sure. Well, I will catch you all next right. time. Hang in there. And if you need to, go get some cake. Oh, <laughs> on my well, we do have a birthday this weekend, so there will be oh, cake good. Enjoy in my it. very near future. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, Bye. next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree. We'd love to have your feedback and have you subscribe to our podcast. To connect with us, feel free to look us up on Facebook at Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree, or you can find Mel on Instagram at Mel Hammonds or Bree at Hope Faith Get Fit. Until next time.